Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Black Country Ramble. I have the pleasure of being joined by one of the more rational, level-headed Wolves fans I know, and you have the pleasure of listening to his dulcet Black Country tones for the next hour or so. JB, how are you? I'm good, mate. Yeah, I feel much better now you've introduced me in that way, to be honest, mate. That's a, a, a nice welcome to the pod. Yeah, um, I'm not really sure it came from. Obviously from the heart. <laughs> so. Really, yeah. You know, you know, started and that's what came out. To be fair, JB, um, you're probably due the odd compliment. I don't feel like, yeah, I'm all that complimentary sometimes. <laughs> but I'm feeling the love, even though you are a bit under the weather. So yeah, feeling the love. I mate. am, yeah. I am, yeah. Not COVID, just old-fashioned cold. Um, but I'll, I'll get through it. I'll soldier on. Um, <laughs> I'll show the resilience that. Uh, Valerian Ishmael showing at the moment. <laughs> no, we'll get on to Valerian Ishmael later on. Yeah, um, old your horses, mate. Old your horses, pal. Oh, no. Um, so today, obviously, we will chat Albion and we will chat Valerian Ishmael and we will chat what's going wrong there, so to speak. But before we do that, we are going to talk trivia and we are also going to discuss Wolves' transfer activity or lack thereof. Um, and also, very, very briefly, review the Brentford game because that was Wolves' last outing and we were unable to record last week. So, yeah. without further ado, JB, chuck a trivia question at me and I'll see if my cold-ridden brain can conjure yeah. answers. It's a good one, mate. Difficult, but good one. So, give it a whirl. Have a think about it. Well, definitely one that you'll have to revisit. So, there are five teams in the English League and the Conference Both. that contain that contain the letter X in their name. Can you name those five teams? Oh, that's horrible. Um, X it is horrible. Up. Yes, that's one. Um, okay, wow, that's a great question. And in the conference? Yes, there's two in the conference, so the National League as it's known now. Oh, wow, that's going to be well hard. Um You'll what? know. You know. Listen, all the teams. You know. There's no trick. There's no trick teams in there. You'll know every. You'll know all five teams. There's. There's no trick ones. Yeah. Um. I want to say Vauxhall, um, but I don't. Feel, I feel like they're lower. No, they're lower than that, mate. Vauxhall. Yeah. There's definitely like in that word, though. So you know. That's there is. Yeah. Congratulations. I understand the question. Um. <laughs> um uh, right. I'm. I'm going to start high and think. Is there anyone in the Premier League? And. I'm sort of going through it, and I'm not sure there is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're correct on that, mate. I'll yeah, tell you that. I'll yeah, tell you that. championship. Championship. I think I would know instantly because that's the league we're in. But yeah, I could have egg on my face. I'm gonna go no championship either. Yeah, you're correct on that. I'll work with you on this one. Right. Okay. So we're down to League One and League Two. I think Exeter are in League Two, aren't they? So that's they are correct. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think, are there any suffixes that have an X in them? Um, I'll tell you what I'll do. Right. Out of, the, out of the five, you've got Exeter anyway. Yeah. Out of the, the four that you've got remaining, the three out of the four have got X in their, in the, in the, in the town slash city name. Right. Okay. And the other one has got it in their second name. So, you know, United City, whatever. Oh, okay. so got, Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you've got three of the, the, the towns or the cities or... So it's got to be a unique suffix then, if if there's only one of them. That it, has it, 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 it is unique, and again, you'll know it. You'll you'll absolutely yeah, know it. It's just yeah. it's just pinpointing it. Oh, that's hard. That's really. No, it is. I, I feel. I'm, I feel... I'm trying to think of town names, and I'm getting Buxton, but they they don't have. No, no, they're 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 lower league. 
Oh, do they, uh, do they have a team? Do Buxton have a team? Buxton, like... I think they're in Hensford's league. Hensford have played them oh, quite a few times right. over the last few years, but Buxton have, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, this is that's a great question, by the way. I like. I know it's a tough one. I looked at. I thought, do I pose it because it's one of them that, that you, you'll you'll know deep down, but to, to do it on the spot over the course of an hour podcast is, is difficult. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm gonna have to come back to it. Exeter was still yeah. so I, I okay. You've got. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll try and give you a bit a bit of regional idea, and then and then you can then you can focus. All right. Right. Oh, okay, so you've got. Crikey, here's me thinking I'm good at geography. Okay, <laughs> you've got a North Staffordshire sort of style team, sort of Staffordshire Midlands sort of style team as one of them. You've got, I'd say, North London, not the no, other, not North London at all. Um, on the way down to London, if you like, okay, um, okay, okay. Uh, so that sort of in, you know, in between Birmingham and London, if if you like, is, is another one. The other one, I think it's North. <laughs> I think it's Lincolnshire, northeast way. I think, I oh, think. Wow, this is. Really and then you've got one which uh, what, I think I want to give you this hint. You'll get this one. Right? One is a, a, Wel- a Welsh team playing in the in the English league. So oh, I can't, um, I can't, oh, can't really. Oh, what's the name of that team? Wrexham. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There we are. Okay, there we are. So, so I've got. I've actually got a lot to work off there. So yeah, Wrexham are in the national league, aren't they? They are national league. Correct. Yeah, so I've got one more national league team, and then a team in league one and a team in league. I'll tell you what. There's one in league one. Now you've got Wrexham. There's one in league one, one in league two, one in the national league. Left. And so one of those is North Staffs. Slash yeah, sort of, sort of like you know. Yeah. Mi- yeah. I don't think who who would. You know, sort of, sort of, you know, Midlandsy, Staffordshire, sort of middle of the road, sort of uh, area, if you like. I'm sure the one is north. I could be getting pelters here. I'm sure the <laughs> one. I'm sure it's northeast, not northeast, not not Newcastle way on, but kind of yeah, 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 yeah. But that way on, if you like. I think it's. Do you know what? Now I'm lying. It's Yorkshire. That's where it is. I think it's Yorkshire. Oh, yeah. And then and then one that is kind of between Birmingham and um, Birmingham and London. I think it's my best way to describe it right. you know well I, with that information i'm gonna to have to stew on it for a while while you yeah, talk stew on it, mate. Stew on it. this is really fun but i'm not sure it makes for great podcast <laughs> yeah. the benefit of me taking so long to get these is if you are at home and you've got them you've probably worked them out by now yeah, uh, yeah, feel yeah. free to tweet us as uh, people often revel in if they've got them straight away oh a uh, little public service announcement on the last trivia it was a year out of date when we did the portugal um Premier League was one, so the last two um, who played for City, so Diaz and Cantelo, they weren't included. Uh, obviously, if you sat at home and you got those ones as well, well done to you. Two extra points. Yeah. Good job. But well, no one's keeping track. Uh, I don't even know <laughs> this season. Okay, yeah. JB. So I want you to start with Brentford and then yeah. work me through the very uneventful timeline yeah. from then to now in the yeah. um, in the mind of a Wolves fan. With one notable departure, of course, uh, JB. Yeah, yeah. Start me at Brentford one, Wolves two. No, sorry, Wolves two, Brentford one. Where was that? Game? Yeah, yeah. Um, seems a, seems a lifetime ago, to be honest, mate. So I'm having to really sort of sort of jig my memory a little bit and remember the game. Um, first of all, great three points to go there and, and do the job that we did was 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 really pleasing. Um, you know, I think the way that we played generally throughout the game was impressive, weren't we? The game plan, Bruno Large again, sort of vindicating my sort of praise in the, in the pod before about how, how good he is in game, tactically yeah. setting the team up. You know, we, we, were, we were, you know, we, we were set up in a way to, to sort of, I wouldn't go as far as I to exact revenge on the way that Brentford did a number on us, but we went in a lot more smart than what we did against them at home early on in the yeah. season. Um, 
so I'm, I'm trying to think of, of, of how, how, it, how it went. So we were nil-nil at half time. There was yeah. loads of extra time because there was a, a, a couple of bad head injuries, I think it was. No, the drone. I apologise, the drone. But there was oh, a head injury yeah. as well. Yeah, which, 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 which was interesting. I'm trying to think because those of you that know me that, that, that I speak to regularly will know that I watched it at a friend's house up, up in Leek. Um, and I'd had quite a few. The guy I was drinking with likes a bevy. So I was, I was quite a few drinks down by the time the game came on, which is um, not, nothing to be proud of on a Saturday afternoon. But um, so I, I am trying to re- recapture my memory, if you like. But yeah, it was nil nil. It, it was a pretty solid first half. Fabio Silva started in place of Raul Jimenez. Look, put, it, put himself about. Look, look. Did, did the job, you know, did, did as good as he could, to be fair. Um, and we looked okay, we looked comfortable. Brentford didn't really threaten us as, as far as I can remember. Um, and then we come out second half and, again, started off quite well. I think a pretty even game. I think I think Thomas, um, oh, is it Frankel? Is, that, is it Frank? Uh, Frank? <laughs> Just Frank, Thomas Frank. Frank, Frankel, Frank, Frank. Probably overthinking it. Yeah. Frankel's um, awesome, it? Also, yeah, he is a great horse, actually. Frankel's awesome, yeah, yeah. Um, he would probably argue against me in terms of saying I think he thought Brentford were the the better side as such. But from my completely impartial view, I, I didn't I didn't see it that way. I thought Wolves were were more than even in match and probably had the better of the opportunities. And I'm trying to think who scored first for us. Um, it no, was Neves got the Moutinho. No, Neves. Uh, no, Moutinho. Yes, it was. It yeah. was Moutinho. It was a fantastic goal. Yeah, absolutely beautifully worked goal. I really went under the radar. Actually. I'm really sort of disappointed. Not disappointed as such, but I think if that goal had been scored by one of the top six, it'd have been raved about on Sky Sports News and Match of the Day, everything. And that's not me being the bitter sort of, you know, all, you know, the top six bias and all that. But Which you, you know, do do want... really well, to be fair, JB. I do. I do. So, yeah, yeah. maybe I'm a bit bitter. Yeah, do you know, I'll take that back. Yeah, I'm bitter. Um, no, no, you know, it was a superb goal. I think there's about 30 to 40 passes in the build that we kept the ball really well. We sort of dragged Brentford out of position, played it in, in between the lines. Samado doing what he does best where, where he cuts in, draws a defender out, drops it into Moutinho, takes a touch, bang, outside the boot, beautiful finish, 1-0. Um, and we look comfortable and then all of a sudden um, oh, they get a free kick about 34 yards out, right and right, right wing and, and, and they're whipping him, we don't defend it properly and Ivan Tony scores, he eats it cleanly, it's, it's, it's a lovely strike. Um you know, and, and yeah, it's a good finish. It's one all. Then at that point, you think Brentford are going to try, probably going to try and bomb on here, and um, we'll probably be, you know, let, let's get out of here with a point. But what was really good to see was after initially absorbing the five minutes after their goal, was the way that we actually thought, you know, now we can still get something out of this. And that, that's so different from under the Nuno regime where we'd have just sat back and tried to go grab the point. Bruno Large again is, is, is in game management and, and, and tactical sort of. Um, awareness, awareness. Yeah. He's just he's just spot on, and he, and he, he saw that there was something there. So again, we pressed on, and again, good good, good goal. You know, nice build. Look, Nevers picks the ball up just outside the eighteen yard box. Beautiful finish into the bottom corner, two mm-hmm. one. And then again, even at two one, we, we we kept pushing for the third, and we did get the third. Yeah. Which, um, for my liking, you know, you look at the Man United goal that was given. Um, their winning goal. There was no difference between that and the the away goal. Not, not, it sounds like I'm, 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 you know, picking um, being be really pernickety, but you know, if, if that had been at one all and, and that would have been the winner at two one, <laughs> I'd have had a lot more to say about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so but to get out there with two one was a really, really good result, mate. Really pleasing. Standards in really good stead to, to kick on. And at that point, I thought, you know what? A couple of weeks left for the transfer deadline. Um, let's let's see what that brings. Um, well, I don't know anything you want, you want to add on the Brentford game or yeah, not not lows. Just the the stream that I was watching, um, 
The commentator, well, who was it now? I want to say Jim Begley, but it wouldn't have been Jim Begley. No, it's not. Is it a Londoner? It might be, yeah. He well, commentated anyway. on Wolves loads on those yeah, streams. What and he, he said. Wolves. He hates Wolves. But I remember this, the one thing he said, um, it is the, he is that Cockney bloke, by the way. Now yeah, yeah, I can hear him saying it in my head. Yeah, it he is. That they're his favourite um, midfielders. Then he corrects and said, my favourite midfield pairing. I mean, obviously that, you knew he meant that but anyway and I, I quite like to hear that I, I think they do sort of go under the radar and I think um, to use a, a really popular um, Twitter expression I think they're, they're a proper the streets won't forget uh, midfield yes. duo like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. this time yeah. never yeah, the there'll be a picture of him and it'll be like the streets he's, re- he's really stepped up Mike Moutinho this season I think there's a lot of Wolves fans possibly including myself at times so, you know, as he got the legs to keep on going you know he's 35 edging towards 36 our style of play is going to change under Bruno Lars to what it was under Nuno as he, you know, which is ridiculous because this guy is mustard. He's the creme de la creme. You know, he's he's won, he's won most trophies. He's he's one of Portugal's most internationally capped players. He's probably the the, the best, you know, Wolves player I've seen in a Wolves shirt, um, or one of the up there quite comfortably. So so it's probably quite rude of us to doubt him really. But he has really stepped up. He doesn't look he doesn't look fatigued. He's still doing ninety minutes every game. Um, He's just yeah. finesse. He's, he's just brilliant, mate. And he's really stepped up. And, you know, I really hope he can keep that fitness now going into the second half of the season because the way the window's gone means that we are heavily dependent on both him and Neves keeping fit. Um, which I suppose tangents into the sort of the, the, the window and, and, the, and, the, yeah. and, the, and the dead and the deadline non-day if you like yes yeah, so um, I've, I've got a couple of I don't think it was as bad as the Albion's deadline day <laughs> we, we, we wish Kenneth Zahor a happy birthday and nothing else <laughs> we, we, wish, we wish George Elacobi a happy birthday mate <laughs> beat that, beat that one beat that one pal. I think there's probably more chance of George Elacobi turning out for Wolves on Saturday than there is <laughs> Kenneth Zahor for Albion um, so a couple of questions one name you mentioned there obviously before we got to deadline day um, as a as a collective before it slammed shut um yeah. Adama Traore left um yeah. well we say left obviously yeah. on a loan but yeah, yeah um contracts expiring and so on so on so on how do you feel about that um firstly him leaving and secondly <sighs> the fact it's a loan and it doesn't appear it's an obvious yeah, it, 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 it definitely smells of a Mendes deal or, or some kind of involvement in that um it's really funny because obviously now he's officially gone it sort of gives you time to, to, to step back and reflect a little bit and I've spoke to a number of Wolves fans about this and obviously, you know, I'm heavily Wolves-led on Twitter and things like that, so I see a lot of Wolves fans' opinions. And, and I, am quite, I am sad to see him go. I think even though at times, at most times, he was unbelievably frustrating to watch, yeah. there was no other player, or there is no other player like him. And I've watched a lot of the Wolves goals back in, re- in the last couple of weeks, you know, without Wolves playing, I've just spent, you know, I've watched a lot of highlight packages and just things like that. And actually the amount of goals, I say not that we've scored many goals, but the amount of goals are the last few seasons that we've scored because Traore was able to drag two or three players out of position, create space for the players because teams just double and triple down on him. And that, and, and that unique ability to... Because no matter how much p- teams would have watched Wolves going, you need to watch Traore, you need to do this, you need yeah. to do that. But a bit of a... You can't, when you're on the pitch and you've got him coming at you, you're going to double up, triple up naturally. And there's no one like him, not that. So in, in many ways, he was a really unique asset. And he has one of, he's one of them players that, that 
I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a player like him at my club. And I don't think we'll probably see a player like him again. He, he has that unique ability, the pace, the strength. End product was wasteful and frustrating many, many a time. But it, it, it's, I am sad to see him going away. I think Trincao now really has to step up to the plate. You know, there's probably quite a bit of pressure rise on Neto coming back and, and being fit and recapturing the form of the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the deal itself, it doesn't surprise me. I think, listen, he would have pushed for that move to go back to his boyhood club, um, you know, sort of right a few wrongs. And when he, when he, when he sort of probably didn't do himself justice when he, when he was younger, um, you know, the, 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 there's a 30 million pound activation clause for the uh, buyout, not buyout clause at the end of it, whether or not they do that. I mean, I've read various different articles saying that actually it, it, that is pretty much a done deal. And Barcelona yeah, if on. I may, JB, it, it yeah. doesn't seem like the kind of move that any club would make uh, to loan out a, a saleable asset until their contract runs out. It, it just doesn't make sense. And yeah. I, for all their criticism, and I think maybe they're a bit conservative in the market, Wolves are very shrewd. Um, they, they've operated a really tight ship. I had, I had this conversation with, with my brother, George, about our transit. I said, as, as much as our windows for Stroman, I am really frustrated with this window, really frustrated, and have been for a couple of windows, if I'm honest. If you look at our recruitment over the last sort of five years, since Fosun have come in, if you like, six years, five, six years, probably 80% of our business has been successful. We've had a few cock-ups and there's been a few poor, but generally, and I think that's a pretty good turnaround. I don't think there's many clubs that can probably boast that kind of percentage success. Um, so we have to take it with a pinch of salt. Another possibility could be we've got Trincao on loan for Barcelona for a similar buyout clause. Bruno Large really likes Trincao. I think he sees a lot in him potentially for the future, whether or not potentially no cash exchanges hands, and there's almost like a straight swap. Um, at the end, of, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, there's various different options. The big thing is it's took 120k off the books, you know, or whatever his wages were at Wolves, 80, 90k. It was, it was on decent dollar, um, you know. And, and, and when you think go- about how much the club was spending on baby oil, we're probably looking at a, a huge exactly uh, exactly. So, li- <laughs> so listen, I think I think it, it look it was it was an, it was an, an, an inevitable deal, not necessarily to pass on him, but that the party was going to go. Um, Good luck to him. I wish him all the best. I really hope he tears it up in Spain and 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 we get a good deal at, at the end of the at the beginning end of the summer, whenever that may be. Um, that sort of momentarily, temporarily ignited a sparking Wolves fan. So, well, hang on a second. If we fifted those big books off, a uh, big wage off the books, in comes Renato Sanchez, or in comes some kind of box to box midfielder with craving. Um, Do you reckon you'll ever sign Renato Sanchez? Because this no, is an ongoing Good and proper, mate. Good and proper. This is, this is like every year when Man United yeah. are going to sign Wesley Schneider or yeah. um, Albion are going to sign Dwight Gale every window. Yeah, it, 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 it's one of those, mate. We've been, I think what he was, generally 99% of Wars fans, apart from the, 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 the few happy clappers where the club can't do no wrong, um, can see that we are massively, massively, massively on the ground and that Neves, Dendonka, Moutinho and Luke Kundal, the young lad, probably isn't enough to, 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 to see us through the season. Um, one injury away from, you know, bare bones sort of um, territory. Yeah. So, I don't want to dwell too much on it because I'll just be going around in circles. I was disappointed we didn't bring anybody in. I think it says a lot for maybe where the club are in terms of where the ownership are in terms of um, there are mitigating circumstances, you know, pandemic, COVID, the fact we're owned by the Chinese company and they've got lots of political things around the way that companies can spend overseas and things like that. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of mitigating. For me, 
and this is this is probably me doing doing a you where I'm probably sort of being a, of quite not positive but kind of glossing <laughs> over things a little bit. I'll <laughs> let this window. I'll let this window go. And 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 I think we, we get to the summer and we see what happens then because that will be the big one because if they don't back Bruno in the summer or they don't make moves in terms of trying to tie Neves down on a bumper contract with the condition that he, that he goes if we don't get into Europe and one of the big clubs come in or we make some kind of statement or whatever it, it could spell trouble both on on and off the pitch. And I really hope it doesn't come to that because I look at us now and the way we're playing football, the fact that, you know, Bruno Large, we're in love with the bloke, we're aping the Prem on the tailcoats of the Champions League. Everything on the face, it looks fantastic. Yeah. But just behind the scenes, it doesn't quite sit right. And I know I've said that phrase a couple of times on this pod where it suddenly doesn't quite sit right behind the scenes and I just can't quite pinpoint it. I'm talking about the mitigating circumstances, COVID, the Chinese-owned political situation over there. FFP from the fact we got into Europe quite early. I've seen quite a few things on Twitter about that, that our hands are tied, um, particularly this season. Um, I don't understand the ins and outs on that. I can't comment on that. I probably need to do a bit more research on that. And I'll probably, do, probably maybe do a little bit on the, on the coming weeks on the part about the FFP thing in Europe because there is a lot of good information out there on that. But I'm not up to speed on it, if that makes sense. So yeah. disappointing, um, but we move. Yeah, so it's, it's an interesting one because obviously... If we're going to stand back from the mitigating circumstances, we're going to look at what has happened to Wolves over the last two years. Yeah. They've basically not progressed that... No, probably the last 12, 18 months. They've probably not progressed in terms of playing staff. They've yeah. lost a couple of assets. Yeah. Jota, well, I say lost, you know, they sold Jota, they sold yeah. Matt Doherty. Um, and now, obviously, Traore is on the way out. They've got one probably striker who is really at the level and then you know they've got two midfielders they've essentially been stripped (laughs) of their assets um to an extent i'm not it's not threadbare yet but like yeah not far off though it's it's not really it's not far off you've got to go like you said you're willing to look past this window but there's only so long you can do that because speaking from experience uh Good managers come and go. You've had one yeah. and he's gone. You've got one now. If you're a mid-table Premier League club, all it takes is seven games without a win and he's gone. Like, that's yeah. the reality of it. And speaking yeah, of yeah, yeah. we've had that. We had managers yeah. poached. Um, it's a real possibility. Large, if he, if he keeps this up, gets poached. Uh, if I'm honest, I think <laughs> something major needs to happen in the summer to bolster this squad because... As as you know, you, that, you've you've sort of lost Willy Bolly and into the ether. Like no one really knows. No, yeah, there's something that. not quite right behind the scenes with that. And, and obviously, Fabio Silva as a backup striker has not worked out. It might work out. I know you love him, JB, yeah. but I'm not. Salon door, yeah, yeah. Um, Salon door, and he fell on the floor. Um, no, that's all. I've got, <laughs> got to get rid of that. That's, no, I'm going to be too lazy to edit that out. So there, there you go. I'm going to remain off the cutting room floor and it'll stay in. But I, and then in terms of replacing Matt Doherty, you know, I think Samedo's good. That's a really good acquisition that Wolves have made. Yeah. Other than that, it's hard. And oh, and uh, uh, Jose Sarr, of course, like that. That's yeah, yeah. been a really successful signing. Other than that, you're looking at Wolves over the last couple of years and you're thinking, well, are they any better than they were? You'd probably say no, but they've probably got a more dynamic man in charge. 
there's an element of superb coaching and 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 player development, but in reality, if we if we if we if we if if you look at our back three and Neves, those that though those four players were with us in the champ, they were championship players: Kilman, Cody, Soyis, Neves. They're not championship players, obviously, but you get the point that I'm making. We've literally got this. We've still got a core of our squad that that were playing in the championship in 2017. And the thing is, the squad is so small, JB, that that four that four man, um, well, that quartet, if you like, it it makes up quite a large percentage of your playing squad. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, and we've improved in other areas and stuff, but we just I feel like we're always one or two injuries away from a bit of a crisis. You know. You, you know, if, if if Neves suddenly picks up a hammy and he's out, he's out for, for, for four to six weeks, you know, we just haven't got that 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 that, that you know. We're, we're probably a bit more well blessed in the in the back department because you know, then Donka can drop in. Soyuz is now back from 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 Africa Cup of Nations. Though I did hear he, he had an injury in, in the game, but nothing's really materialised from that. Mosquera shouldn't be too far back. Body seems to be off the scene, but yeah, like I said, I, I don't want to dive too much into it. I've probably said all I need to say, but for me. I want to try and accentuate the positives on, on, on where we are as a club in terms of particularly in the league and the way that we're playing football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to go too much negative nearly on the transfer window. As I said, mitigating circumstances involved. Happy to gloss over this one, get to the end of the season, see where we are. But there's got to be, and, and it will be, that will be where my head is turned if we don't make serious statements in the summer. Because if we don't, that says to me, Fosun aren't, or, or, this, or aren't, aren't as invested in us as what they were when they used to refer to us as the crown jewels of their okay, empire yeah. and stuff like okay. that. Um, something's not quite right. But hey, like I said, we are where we are, where we are, sorry. And, and fingers crossed, we, we can see out the season style. Sure, well, yeah, actions speak louder than words. And yeah, as you yeah. say, if, if that investment comes in the summer, I think it will probably allay some of those fears for Wolves fans. Um, yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't, yeah, you know, the playing squads, are, the contracts are going to run down. The playing squads are going to get smaller and smaller. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't think it'll end up with that, really, but they, they do need a bit of an overhaul. Um, a couple of things there. Firstly, um, will the streets forget Adama Traore? No. Okay, fair enough. Moving on. Um, no justification needed. I don't think anyone needs to ever justify the streets um, won't forget. I feel it, it's it truly transcends explanation it, it, it just yeah it, it's beyond trying to understand um no i don't think the streets will forget adama Traore. i think no very you very unique frustrating but yeah. unique I, th- I think that's is that what the streets are about is that what the streets is that, possibly is that the yeah yeah some of the memes Adel- 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 yeah Anyway, now we yeah. are trying to explain it. Moving on. Yeah. Um, secondly, I am so shocked to hear that you think I'm too positive and I gloss over the negatives, JB. But anyway, I was um, going to say roasting. To be honest, mate. But I've been winning Peterborough, so let's talk about that for an hour. No, there are there are some negatives. There are some negatives, JB. Um, in terms of the way this podcast is going to work, now might be the time for us to revisit our trivia, and then we will. Um, I say yeah. I will probably uh, yeah. cry slash rant yeah. for the next half an hour. Um, one came to me while we were talking, JB. Um, yeah. In League One, it is Oxford, isn't it? You've got it, Oxford United, yeah. correct my man. So that's Wrexham, Oxford and Exeter you've got, yeah. So you've got, um, I'm sure it's a Yorkshire team 
and the sort of Midlands, North Staffordshire, middle of the ground sort the, of area. Which one's which? Which one's the League Two side out of those? League Two is League Two is the the Midlands, North Staffordshire, middle of the park sort of area, and National League is Yorkshire. Why is that one so hard? Oh, Halifax, uh, the Yorkshire one, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. National League. Okay. Okay, Halifax, and then. Okay. To think about it, I said four out of the five. How have we not got this? If this is the local of, one. Four out of the five have got the X in the first name, which you've nailed all of those. So the oh. fifth one has got it in the second name. There's no X, uh, silent X on the end of Port Vale, is there? <laughs> <laughs> you're not a, come on, you're not, literally, mate, you're about eight mile up the road from there. Come on. Oh, wow. Um you know that's they've not got a football club. Um, probably like an eight mile, yeah, actually, probably about eight, ten mile, probably actually. Yeah, right, JB. When I at the end of this podcast, when I go to say and thank you for listening to the Black Country Ramble, tell me then because I want this time to think. Uh, okay, so we, we will revisit it, but I have a habit Ooh. of when we say yeah. revisit something, I don't at the end, so remind yeah, me. yeah, that's fine. You'll get it. Thank you for listening. Anyway. Remind me, okay, JB. Um, I don't know how you want to do this. It's a bit of an autopsy. I'm just going to throw some things that have happened since the yeah. uh, we last recorded on the 20th of Jan, so um, about 10 days ago. Yeah. West Bromwich Albion beat Peter with 3-0. They did. Carol DK got a quite severe injury that's going to see him out till the back end of March. Correct. We, lo- we, <laughs> we lost 2-0 to Preston. Yeah. In what is the worst performance of not only the Valerian Ishmael era, but one of the worst second tier performances I've ever seen Albion put in. It was totally devoid of of um effort and totally devoid of any redeeming qualities. Um we then signed Andy Carroll all aboard the promotion train once again. Um Andy Carroll had a shot against Millwall. Um Probably should have scored as, as well, to be fair. Difficult, but... Probably should have scored. And then I've probably got to jump into the huge, huge negatives. Um, Millwall, second half, made us look like probably a League One side. And Millwall are not a good championship side. Millwall hadn't won in 2022 yet. Millwall are mid-table, lower mid-table. It wasn't... It, it wasn't pretty, JB. Um, but it also no. wasn't a shock. It wasn't. It wasn't undeserved. Millwall yeah. were, were much the better team, and I, I was. I went to the den thinking, like, I don't know. If we, I don't know if we can get a win. To, I don't know. And like you, we joke. Like I'm relatively positive, really. But I was there thinking, I don't know where the three points is going to come from if it's going to happen. Um, it's certainly. I wasn't going turning up to that game thinking Andy Carroll's the answer. Because I think in 2022, if the answer is Andy Carroll, you're asking the wrong questions. Um, and obviously, this has led to a huge, huge um, backlash is the word, but yeah. it's more than that, it's a, it is a, it's a truly toxic environment around the club. And that was manifest. If anyone didn't catch the game, it was 2-0 uh, Millwall. Benekafobi scored. I'm sure Wolves fans enjoyed that one. Oliver Burke didn't score, but should have done. Um, that yeah. was the final nail in the coffin. Ollie Burke scoring against the Albion. Um, yeah. There were some 
pretty, pretty. I was told there was out there was seats being ripped out of the stand in the no, Albion. Yeah, end. no, there was. There was. There was. There was by there an was, Albion fan. Not not by. Any, not, I haven't read it. By oh, an Albion fan. Yeah, there was. So let let me just it, that did happen. Yeah, and there was a yeah. couple of flares for from. Flares, yeah. So I turned up. Let me set the scene for this meal. I, I feel like I'm, I'm I'm just you know zooming out and out and out, but I will get onto the. Yeah, yeah. situation so earlier in the season um millwall came to the hawthorns and there was a video going round um yeah, yeah. of a millwall fan or a couple of millwall fans broke through the gate that separates the home from the away um home fans from the away fans at um the hawthorns they then sort of one guy runs in and gets uh, knocked out and the rest sort of didn't come through the gate and, and there's bo glass bottles being thrown both ways neither set of fans uh, covered themselves in glory so Albion fans turn up on Saturday and they, they can deny this all they want but a certain group of Albion fans turned up in their Stone Island um, and they wanted it yeah and they wanted it like there was a and I had this uh, Huddersfield as well basically being like and what a random away day to have kicked off that was. But I don't know. A lot of Albion fans might not have seen it and it, it didn't make social media. Basically, police escort to the train station in Huddersfield because some Albion fans couldn't behave themselves. And then um, kicking off at the police in Huddersfield train, uh, in Huddersfield train station. And yeah. then um, it sort of, I didn't really see anything at QPR. I'm just thinking of the ones I've done recently. Well, they're the only three I've done this season. Yeah, and yeah. then... I think Millwall, it was a combination of people turned up ready to cause trouble, um, which isn't what Albion are about. And it's not what it's, we are a family club. It's not what, and you know, no, not what anyone goes to. The no, you don't, associate, you don't associate Albion with that, to be fair. No, you, you don't know. at all. Um, and there was uh, some trouble beforehand in the toilets. This trend that I know Stoke and Vale had it a couple of years ago where you smashed... Oh, and they smashed each other's toilets up, toilet yeah. Um, and the toilets were closed. Um, and that was the end of that. And it was like... It was one or two lads in Stone Island trying to uh, make a scene and they basically got, got met with a bit of apathy from the rest of the fans as if, so what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, Albion fans are chanting, you broke the fence and you ran away, you broke the fence and you ran away, yeah. talking about the, the game yeah, yeah. The season. Um, they're singing um, famous Millwall, you're having a laugh, which to be fair, <laughs> Millwall's an absolute myth, by the way. Um, yeah. It was dead and there was no atmosphere and there was certainly no danger that they, they you know, Millwall are famous for. <laughs> But then when the goals went in for Millwall, uh, particularly the second one, but when the first goal went in, there was a there was a real change. There was a real shift in the air. And when the away fans have turned on a manager, that's a, I think it's, a, someone else said this this week. It was on another podcast I was listening to and I can't think which one. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, and then, oh, it was the liquidator um, that um, Adrian Goldberg and Chris Lepkowski do. Um, two huge Albion fans. Chris Lepkowski used to cover the Albion. Um, and, and they were saying it's a really good barometer of where a manager's um, at with the fan base. If the away fans turn on him, you're in big trouble. Uh, and that's true. And they turned yeah. on they turned on him at QPI, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah. it was it was it was massive. The 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 switch in atmosphere was was really really clear to see. And yes, a seat was was thrown. Um, might have been the same sort of people who turned up 
in their Stone Island looking yeah, yeah. and smashing the toilets up. Might not have been. Um, the flares thrown on were embarrassing because you've brought a flare in the in the event that we ha- we score a goal and you've basically had a hissy fit and thrown it on. Albion fans, if that was you that threw that, you are an, you are a tool. Like that is so stupid. Um, and it, I think it was summed up by the fact we were on the attack. Um, one idiot's thrown a flare on. The ball's gone out to the right-hand side. We're going to have the ball. Um, chance for a long throw and into the box as well. And then uh, the ref blew the whistle to get uh, the flare taken off. And it's like, I don't know what you think. Why you disrupt your own team's attacking pattern. And then, and I'm not making excuses for Valerian Ishmael. And if you think I am, turn off and fuck off, basically. Um, but the fans haven't helped this season and yes, we pay our money, and yes, it's frustrating, but I don't think people realise the negative effect that they can have when they are this negative. I do, however, agree that it's time for Valerian Ishmael to go. Um, I, it's not my style to be stood there singing Sacked in the Morning or Valerian Ishmael, get out of our club, uh, but everyone around me was. Um, and and I, I agree with it. I don't see how he comes back from this, JB. This is a it's been a very gradual process um, and I will talk about how I've got from where I was at the start to now, but I'm now at the point where I see that it's it's not worth keeping Valerian Ishmael because of how severed the relationship is between um, him and the fans. I, I, I don't know of anyone who's ever come back from this, this level of vitriol directed towards them. I, I, JB, I don't know if anything comes to mind for you. I, I genuinely, I've been thinking about it. I can't think of a single time that I've seen it no, not no, no, no. I mean, the only ones that really stand out of Wolves is when obviously the the weight turned on Mick McCarthy, but that was that. I think that was, I think a completely different sort of situation. I think obviously you know getting getting dicked at home to the Albion five one. We were on a bit of a downward pattern yeah. from that point. I think, I think the problem is that season uh, our expectations have been bigged up. Um, a little bit because you know we'd signed Jamie O'Hara and we'd signed Roger Johnson and, and Mick had publicly Mick had publicly Mick publicly come out and said you know these two are going to propel us to the next level sort of thing. You know it's funny looking back in it. They did. They um, did take you to another level. To be fair, they did. Just 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 the wrong fucking one. Um, yeah. You know, but I, I think in hindsight, Wolves fan would look will look. Would, I think Wolves fans look back on that and go the ones that probably were. Toxic and chanting for mixed name probably can, if they're being really honest with themselves, look back and go, do you know what? In hindsight, we were probably wrong a bit hasty. And Mick probably would have kept us up that year. Um, whether or not he wouldn't have, we know it's all, it's all hindsight. Whereas I feel where Albion are now, it's a really funny one for me because I'm invested in, 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 in this podcast. I've obviously watched a hell of a lot more Albion than I've ever watched in my life. Took a hell of a lot more interest in them than I ever have had in my life. But if I was probably where I was, before this podcast, three, four, five, six years ago, whatever. And I was looking in from the outside like I used to. We've not done it for three, four, five, six years, JB. You you know, but what I'm trying to say is that when I wasn't invested as I am now, I'd have gone, what's all the fuss about? Yeah, okay, you know, they're not not doing that great, but actually, you know, they're in the playoffs, a couple of wins and a bit of bit of bit, but I understand it. And I've I've obviously watched a lot of Albion this year. and, and, and I think you've probably grasped it from the way I've spoke at times on the pod and the way I've kind of predicted certain results and things. I've, I've never been convinced, even when you were absolutely in for a penny and for a pound with the whole Valball thing. I, I was never convinced. There was just something that didn't sit right with me. Hence why I probably brought up in the October, November pods 
you know, if you, if you get rid of him now, you know, would you go for Wilder? Would you do that? And I kind of like, this isn't a, this isn't a told you so thing, by the way, I'm not saying this at all, but just something from an outsider didn't sit right with me. Whereas I get you yeah. in a different situation, you want to invest in a new manager, you want to put it all in, you want to back it and, and, and be involved in it. Um, but I watched that game on Saturday, the Millwall game. And obviously, you know, first 10 minutes, you you, 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 you could have been too thin to look, to be yeah, honest with you, first right, 10 minutes. Right, but it doesn't really matter, does it? But, but it doesn't matter. Because yeah. from that moment on, mate, Millwall controlled it and they made you look bang average. 100%. I didn't watch the Preston game or the Peterborough game. Um, I, I but I, can, I, I referenced John Dreyer, Albion fan, shout out, who I work with and he listens to the pod. And I obviously speak to him at work every day. And, and, and you may disagree with this, but his words to me after the Preston game, I think it was a Thursday morning, um, at work was, because I was like, oh, bloody hell, John, you know. Blah, 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 blah. And he was like, Jack, he said, we played no differently last night to how we did against Peterborough. He says, we just basically played a better team. And I don't know whether that, that, that might just be his point of view. I don't know. But he's, he looked me dead in the eyes like, Jack, we played no different. We just we just got away against Peterborough because the shit, basically. Right, okay. better. So I, I take the point, and I, in terms of style, and this is a point I want to get on to. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. Like, yeah, yeah. I've been no. going, I've, I've almost been arguing with myself for days on this. Yeah. Um, but in terms of style, no, he's spot on, JB. We, we set up no different. We approached the game no different. We decided to... Be stubborn when things weren't going right in the Peterborough game, and eventually it kind of worked. But maybe yeah. in judgment, and we 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 had the same stubbornness against uh, Preston. What I would say is we created a chance in the first half um, against uh, Peterborough as well. So we we actually could have been probably two three nil up at half time against Peterborough, whereas against Preston we created nothing. That's the difference. Yeah. yeah, with similar patterns of play, similar quality of football. I take the point, one hundred percent. But in terms of cutting edge, we were we were far more dangerous against Peterborough. The big difference was there was no Daryl DK, of course. Yeah, it has to have had some effect uh, psychologically. I, it, it must have done. It. I know it would affect me if that was my brand new seven million pound star spangled mm. striker who's sitting on the treatment bench for the next two months. Um, but no, I'd say we were much better against Peterborough, but we still weren't as good as a 3-0 win, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Preston was the lowest ebb for me. That was as bad as it got. The performance was better against Millwall, but again, no cutting edge. Um, and it, to be honest, we didn't create anywhere near enough to, to win that football match. With middle, yeah. uh, Middlesbrough. Millwall were much, much better than Albion. So it, it, it's now getting to the point where I'm... I've not got much more to add on those particular games. Individual performances haven't been good enough. We haven't been good enough on a whole. We've, we've run out of ideas. I want to talk about Ishmael as a whole and start with, yeah. sort of go through the timeline if if you like. So we start, and I think I did something similar recently, but you know, the end point now is I think it's the point of no return for him. So yeah. I, last season we had Matt Wilson on the podcast and um, we spoke about potential replacements for Big Sam if he were to leave. And obviously that, that ended up transpiring. And I spoke about how I wanted a long-term vision. I spoke about how I wanted an identity as a club. And one of the names that we mentioned was Valerian Ishmael. And I said, yes, I, I would I would go in for Valerian Ishmael. That would make sense to me as a fan. And, you know, that, I, that would tick a lot of the boxes. When he was appointed in the summer, I said the same thing. I was like, it's nice to have this vision. He's a he's a, a manager who's on the way up. There's a lot that I like about what he's done at Barnsley. Didn't know his work um, in Europe, but not many people really did. Um, 
we start the season. And it was it was Valball. Um it was Valball to its extreme, if you like. It was it was Valball with all the principles that you would that you now looking back, you're looking at it and they're not there. So where essentially where is the high press? Um because if you were to watch that team as as a neutral, as someone who's never seen it before, I would I wouldn't guess that they would you know watch the team now as I'm saying you know yeah yeah impressed and I don't think they would say that they were a high pressing team. Um, no. I made some notes um, a little while ago just on this point. It, I think this was a while ago now probably august time when things were going well uh, and what the features of valball were and i came across it on my laptop recently so in you know attacking wise pressing in numbers in the opposition half is a characteristic and well that's gone um yes. set pieces that's gone we haven't been dangerous from a set piece in ages um then sheer volume of chances lots of shots crucially many from excellent high xg positions um and then lower xg chances which lead to set pieces well i that's gone it's now not a, a case of we're creating that volume of chance it's it's totally gone and then the final bullet point on attacking the attacking features was low possession balls because um sorry low possession because the ball is used very quickly and that's that vertical football you know you want to give it back to the opposition and then do something with it as quick as you can when you win it back I'm not going to talk about the the other notes I made because just in terms of uh, the attacking characteristics, not one of those has been upheld, JB. Yeah. And that, that was my first impression of Valball after a month. That was all that was good about Valball. Those four characteristics are gone. Yeah. It's been the a very... Only... Sorry, carry on. Sorry, carry on. Sorry, mate. The only one that sort no. of remained is using the ball quickly. But we, the yeah. way we've used the ball is yeah. kicked it from our centre-back yeah. to their centre-back and then rinse and repeat and what were you going to yeah, say yeah. To me, JB? go ahead i was going no i was going to just I, I, i'm sure you might have I, i'm just because while you are on ishmael and things like that yeah. um bear with me one second my man you might have heard you might have heard this clip well let's play this clip to you and i just want to just see if generally you agree with it from an album fan perspective there's, there's about 40 seconds um just bear with me one second my man and just obviously, I think this was done in the aftermath of the Albion game. You might, have, you may have heard it. Is it? The just phone to, is it the phone? Have you heard it? I can't remember what he says. Play let, it. Let me play it. It's, it's only forty seconds long. Let me play it to you yeah. and have a li- have a listen. And I just want to see where you where you stand in terms of wh- where you are compared to this. Bear with. Arnold's a bank. He's fun. Evening, Arnold. Pretty clear, isn't it, from Arnold? John, what do you want to say? He's got to go. He has got to go. This is the worst manager we've had up the Albion since Donnell. Donnell's football was disgusting. This is worse. Okay. Obviously, that, 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 that's in the yeah. aftermath of the game. You know, he's got to go, Franksy. He's got to go. He's got to go, Franksy. He's got to go. I mean that is the principle of what a more method yeah. second call that to say that I mean I I don't know because over my head I, I guess it was a long time ago. I agree yeah. more. I agree more with um with Arnold. <laughs> Arnold's back on it. I mean I wouldn't go as far as um he's he's gonna go, Frank, so get him out of our club. Yeah. But at the same time, I think there's that I think it's it, this um it's on uh, 
uh, untenable. His position is untenable now. In yeah. terms of, is it the worst manager we've had? No, it's not. And I think... Yeah, that's uh, what I meant. That's what I mean. Yeah, people have sensationalised this so much. He's not yeah. the worst manager we've had in a, in, in a generation. Uh, Valerian Ishmael will go on to be a really successful head coach. Um, by all means, give me some hateful messages. Um that's my opinion. Valerian Ishmael yeah. will have a successful career as a manager at a good level. And I think he'll reflect on his time at Albion as a learning experience. But his problem while he's been here, JB, and this does segue nicely from what I was just talking about, his problem while he's been here is he hasn't wanted to treat it as a learning experience. Yeah. I think he will have to learn from this experience because he's going yeah. to lose his job. I mean, I'm now speaking in past tense, and it's, yeah. I, I, I presume he's going to lose his job. So yeah. if he loses his job, JB, I think he looks back on this and thinks, well, what did I get wrong? And the answer isn't everything, and he's the worst manager in a generation. The answer yeah. is he wasn't flexible enough, and he had a plan that worked, and he then he had nothing else once he was worked out. And yeah, I think, sure. I think a little bit of flexibility would have gone a long way because it would have facilitated a change of plan, but also it would have it would have alleviated some pressure on plan A. So we would have all of a sudden, instead of having one plan which has been ground down to be ineffective, we would have two effective plans. And I'm all for principles and I'm all for philosophy. I love that. That's what I wanted. It's what I asked for that as a as a fan of this football club. But Philosophy doesn't mean never wavering from your formation. That's yeah. what philosophy is. Your philosophy is the principles of play that you'll you'll die by. That shouldn't include your formation. Like that's absolute. that's absolute madness. Like you look at the philosophy of Italian football, for example, and people say, "Oh, it's defensive. It's it's five at the back. It's Catanacchio, Catanacchio. I'm not sure how you pronounce that yeah. word." Um, where you've got that sweeper. It's not. It can be defensive and solid without a 3-5-2 or a 3-4-3 three, three or whatever it's going to be. You look at um, Arigosacci, um He was 4-4-2 four, four, all the way and he achieved great things in Italy. And th there's nothing to say that you can't have a range of formations through which to manifest your philosophy. And I think he'll, he has to look back on this and think, you know what, I got it wrong. Four three yeah. three sorry three four three isn't the answer. Imagine yeah. the, the change that you would see on the pitch if we just put an extra man in midfield, yeah. a competent midfielder alongside Livermore and Moa. We it would yeah it would just have a, a massive upside. And I think we're so good without the ball that we could as long as we were we were rotating and we were we still played with intensity. I don't think we would lose that much without the ball, but we would yeah. gain so much with it. And that's what that's what's been the really frustrating thing. I think when he's a successful manager and he's gone on, well, he's obviously he's already successful, but I think he's got another level in him. If I'm honest, um, when he looks back on his time at Albion, he'll probably say, you know what, I got it wrong, and I should have been more flexible. My, yeah. or if he then goes to his next job and makes the same mistake, that's when we're talking about him not fulfilling that potential. And <laughs> as it stands, um, I. I mean, I'm very much in the camp of he'll go and make something else of himself elsewhere, yeah. and there'll probably be a queue of clubs who are willing oh. to take a risk on Valbor. Possibly. I mean, I mean, like I say, sometimes managers aren't necessarily suited to certain clubs. You know, first yeah. of the pops. I mean, there's, there's probably millions of examples, but just top of my head because we're on the Wolves Albion pod. Firstly, he's he's, he's Stella Solbacken who we had at the Wolves. 
Yeah, supremely successful manager. He's now managing at international level, doing a good job. He, 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 was, he, he did bits with Copenhagen, very, very highly thought of in the European and UEFA circles. Came to Wolves, probably, he was probably too far ahead of his time, actually, when he came to Wolves, to be honest. Um, it just wasn't the right time. And in his, in his car, and he had a great career before he came to Wolves, and he's, he's still carving out a great career now. There's, there's many other managers, there's, there's probably loads of even more glaringly obvious ones, to be honest, where yeah. it, it, it doesn't work out and it's just not the right club for them. I mean, I mean, for me, looking him, like I said, you, you, you know, I'm sure you may have more to say, but obviously, so I don't, I don't want to take up your sort of limelight, if you like, but it, 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 I think it, for me, from an outsider looking in, it's, it's, been, it's, it's been a slippery slope coming for a while. Um, it, it, you know, that, that first couple of months where it was all like in for a penny, in for a pound, the whole Valball thing, and then yeah. Peter, Peter sort of started... They set the blueprint, didn't they? They set the blueprint, where, where, where the stifled you, and that, that initial frustration crept in. But you got the win, so you kind of forgave it. But then there were some odd results in between. But then, okay, you got the you got the Sheffield United win, and then it was a couple of odd results again. Then it was like the Bristol City game. Then it was a couple of odd results again. And the, in reality, again, I, I think I touched it before Christmas. We I went through all your results, and there was only two or three, maybe maybe Archer, three, four, maybe standout results out of those eighteen, yeah. nineteen games. And anytime you come up against any team with anything about them, you'd struggled. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of where Albion fans are personally, uh, and probably the, the the way they are, because like I say, from an outsider looking in, they could probably be thinking, "Bloody hell!" Like, who do you think that, think they are? Yeah, they're still in the playoffs. Yeah, okay, they're on, they're on a rotten run of form, but a couple of wins, and you, you're back sort of t -t 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 touching base with, with the top two again. But but the problem yeah. is, and it is a problem, it's maybe like a mentality thing. And what I mean by that is, I, I don't know if you spoke about it on the pod or whether it was a private conversation. I'm sure you won't mind me bringing it up. Is that you know your 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 mid twenties, and 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 so you know even fans who are a little bit older than you, you I think your words to me were in the summer that in your lifetime you have never experienced finishing lower than fourth in the championship. Yeah. So there's an element of expectation of almost like we're too good for the championship. We're the, we're the big boys. We're the big dogs. You know we we are we're going to get relegated, but you know what? we're going to be there thereabouts no matter what. Absolutely. And that arrogance, that arrogance does exist. And Albion and fans when, might want to deny it. Yeah. We are so, Wolf, so sure that we've yeah. been when, when Wolves got When Wolves got relegated in 2011 under Mick, 2012, sorry, when we went down and we had Stolbacham, and at the time Stolbacham was... Stolbacham got sacked. We lost 1-0 to Lute in the FA Cup in January. And Lute at the time, I think, were... I think they might have been conference, to be honest with you, or league too. And we'd been on a bit of a rotten run of form. At one point, we were third in the league, early doors. And we okay. dropped to like 11th or 12th, something like that. But actually, Wolves fans weren't calling for Solbacken. There were a couple, there was a minority wanted him out, but it, but but even in 11th, 12th, there was there was not even 50% of the vitriol that Albion fans are throwing at Ishmael. We were because we hadn't had that. We we'd been languishing before the Prem when Mick took us up. We'd been in the doldrums for years. Whereas there's that expectation at Albion. It's almost like it's lured you into a false pretense, if, if you like, because there was that expectation, like, we're coming down, we, we, you know, we're, we're going to come back up, we, we, we will finish in the playoffs, we are the big dogs of the league, and that, that's not a slander on you or anybody like that, but that, that you may have just touched it yourself, there is that attitude amongst the Albion, so it's been a bit of a culture shock for you to actually, for teams to be doing numbers on you week in, week out, you know, um, for, for you to be playing honking football, yeah, because, close. you know... In reality, the last time you was in the championship consistent, I know you had the odd the odd seasons in it, you know, when me when Wolves and Arvin crossed over. But you know, I'm talking, I mean, I'm probably going a bit far back here, but you know, I remember the football you played under Mowbray. It was it was fucking beautiful. 
yeah. you know, yeah. you know, and, and that, that was kind of, I suppose, the, the blueprint of the standard you expected. Um, so when you've been, when when this is where you're at now, and just touch on Ishmael, because I don't, I don't want to ramble and, and, and go off on one, but I think you, you're spot on with Ishmael. I think, I think when he does go, he'll look back. I think his downfall has been, whether you want to look at it as, as um, lack of experience or stubbornness or the fact that he's never had a, looked at his squad of 20 players, 18, whatever it is, injuries or no injuries, whatever. And, and gone right. This is this is my blue. The Val ball, the three, four, three. That's my number one. That's my plan A. I want to implement that as often as possible. That's where my strength lies. That's where I think this team's strength lies. But if it's not working for any reason, I'm going to have an effective plan B to come in. Whether that be drop dropping a man and putting a third man in midfield, whatever it is, just something to mix it up so you've got a different angle in different games. Yeah. And the it, fact that he hasn't, the fact that he hasn't had the, and excuse my language, the fact that he hasn't had the bollocks to do that in the middle of a, Kieran, he could have played nor, he could have played nor 1-9. And Albion fans would have been, at least he's fucking trying something different. Do, do you know yeah. what I mean? So, so the, this interest, I mean, one, I do want to jump in on that. One, yeah. one argument would be he's, he's had the bollocks to stay principled. And, and, yes. Know, yeah. That's probably yeah. how he sees it. The yeah, yeah. Football managers are very, um, I don't want to say arrogant, but probably very, um, very self-believing. Yeah, very, yeah, very principled. Sure, their convictions. Fair enough. That's the kind of person you've got to be. Now, you would hope... <laughs> You would hope that when things start going wrong, and this is in any field, you sit down and you think, right, well, this is going wrong, and you look at what you can change. The first thing to what what can I change, the first question you should ask yourself is, what can't I change? Like, what is absolutely non-negotiable has to stay to guarantee success. And it seems to me like either Valerius hasn't had that conversation with himself, and in, in which case... It's not going to work out anywhere for him. That's that's you've got to show that that growth. But it seems to me like he's had that conversation and top very top of that list. He's gone the formation. That's what I can't change. He's been happy to sacrifice um, the vertical football aspect. And he's happy to have the ball a little bit more. He's been willing to um, well, not willing to, but we've seen the set piece um the clinical set pieces deteriorate over time. We've seen these principles that we've spoken about go, and the one thing that's and they're pressing obviously in the opposition half. The the one thing which really remains and has been totally unchanged the whole way is the formation, and that for me, as we spoke about a minute ago, that for me shows he's not really engaging with the problem. And I agree with you, JB. He's not really shown the the. Um, yeah, he's maturity. not shown the yeah, he's, yeah, maturity, whatever, yeah. whatever it is, he's not shown. He's not shown. He's willing to learn, and that's yeah. the problem. And that's the thing. It's almost like, which is, and this sounds crazy. It sounds crazy, but but Bruno Large came, and obviously I know we're not direct royals, if you like. So I'm, I'm comparing because of the nature of the pod. But we both had new managers at the beginning of the season, and obviously Ishmael had been in the had been in the English league before. He'd done a good job with Barnsley. Had a bit of a reputation. Was highly thought of. Bruno Large came as a bit of an unknown quantity. Nobody really knew much about him from the fact that he assisted Carver Hall at, at, um, at Sheffield Wednesday and that he won the league with, with Benfica back in 2018. And almost, uh, there probably would have been an argument that almost Albion had made the better appointment at one point because of the unknownness of, of what fair was going point. on. Yeah, fair point. 
And you look at the Wolves' first few games when when we played outstandingly well, but we didn't pick up any points. And it was all we, we were laughing on the pod about our XG was something crazy and bloody bloody bobby. It doesn't really matter because we got no wins and all that. That's the difference. That that's the reason why Bruno Large is, is managing a top eight Premier League team at the moment, and Ishmael's probably on the verge of being sat because what Bruno Large done. He knows his two key formations: three four three, three five two, and he can and he will he will utilize those depending on who his opposition is, or he will do it in play, and he will consistently and he will stick to that, and he knows and he's flexible around his approach, whereas Ishmael hasn't been, no. and Ishmael has been stubborn, and even probably I mean I don't know I can't really remember on because on, once you've gone two 0 up, uh, sorry once you've gone two 0 down I, I kind of I, I floated off to be honest, but yeah. like. I, I, did, did, did he get mixed up at 2-0? You know, did, was there a change in principle, a change in, 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 in tempo? Did, did, he, did he make a bit of a radical change to try and mix something up? Was there any, any you know? What do you reckon? Well, I'm going to say no. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. So any, there was, yeah, so he doesn't want to come across as desperate, does he? He doesn't want to come across as shit, I'm losing 2-0. No, it's time to be Carol. That, yeah. He doesn't want to come across. Great hair, he doesn't matter. He's got great hair. Doesn't matter. That, generally, all you care about with a striker is has they got great hair. Like if they've got great hair, you'll sign them. Um, yes. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Andy Carroll is the answer. But like I said, yeah, if he's the answer, what question are you asking? But I think he does. You know, he's he's pretty desperate. If he can pretend he's not all he wants, but you've got to address the problem. In terms of. Um, does he change things? Here's a good example. So the Peterborough game a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was out, I was in uh, central London and like, I couldn't, I couldn't get a stream out and about, um, obviously watch the highlights afterwards and sort of <clears throat> digested the discourse as you do on social media following a football match. Um, and there was some discussion about whether he changed formation or not in that Peterborough game. And that's what led to the three nil. And I never watched that game. I couldn't, couldn't get a hold of it. And I knew he didn't. Like I, anyone who was saying, like, oh, he's changed formation. That's that's how it's done. I was reading it and I was like, no, he didn't. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. He didn't change formation. Like I, I, I think he sat through seventy five minutes of nil nil and and went right. This is this is the answer to this. So I'm watching it. I'm rather um. I'm reading the comments and I'm like, no, like I haven't even watched it. And I know you're wrong to say that he was sat there, yeah. you know, he, he's changed formation. And that's damning really to not have even watched the game and be thinking, no, there's no way it was a change in formation. And then it's transpired that no, he didn't change formation. He just changed personnel and that, that saw a more attacking um, yeah. or more um, expansive um, implementation of the three four three, really. Um, but yeah, that, I think that speaks volumes. You mentioned something, JB. I think, to be honest, we could do this till Albion play next weekend. Uh, sorry, next week. And Wolves play the, the weekend after. Um, we haven't got any games for a while. But I, I don't want to make it go on forever. But JB, you mentioned something there about um, managers being the right fit for certain clubs. And the question you've got to ask is why... Did it work at Barnsley instantly for Valerian Ishmael? And why has it not worked at Albion? Well, if you look at what Barnsley did before Valerian Ishmael, it makes sense. It's that continuity. And it, it was a good fit. It was right. Um, and that looks like Struber 
Stendhal and then Ishmael, three managers who want to play a really high pressing football. And Valerian Ishmael was the most extreme example of that. And Valerian Ishmael was the most successful example of that at Oakwell because it had been it had been built, sorry, it had been built to that point where if you were going to put a high pressing manager in, it was it was going to work um, because it had been built that way for him. It's not been built that way at Albion. Um and maybe they thought that he would have success with what he's got now and then build towards that over the next couple of years. But there is a there's a there's an immense pressure financially to achieve instantly when you get relegated. And yeah, yeah. and I I think maybe it was naive appointing him on a four year contract. But at the same time, the club have looked to plan for the medium to long term over the last few years. But yeah, maybe you shouldn't be planning long term if you've just been relegated. Maybe I was being naive when I asked for that in the summer. Uh, Maybe that was a naive um, thing for the club to do. Or maybe they're going to sit, they're going to put their heads together and they're going to decide that the best course of action now is to double down on Valerian Ishmael. And I don't know where West Bromwich Albion goes if that's the case. I think it'll be absolutely box office, JB. Yeah. I I invite anyone who hasn't to go to the ground or go and sit in an away end and tell me it's it's a sustainable situation. It is so toxic. Yeah. Yeah, it's a difficult one because... I think I think we've we've analysed the situation and broke it down really well, and, and I think I think anybody who wasn't aware of the situation or why it happened, it, it will be fully aware now. They'll be fully briefed. Yeah. Um, the the question is, as you say, where do you go now? Now, again, talking about my, my colleague John, he, he, I, I think again we spoke about it before Christmas when there was the initial wobble. Um, and he was Dan- all Daniel Farker. Now I've, I've since found out that Farker's now got a job in Russia. I think apparently. Oh wow! Um, I think so. So, so that one would be out the, the equation anyway. Even if he was on the radar, anybody fancied him. Um, John was like, and I, I assume he means who I think he means. He was like, do you know what I'd do, Jack? I was like, no. Um, and he was like, I'd give it to um, James Morrison, Jimmy Morrison. That's the season. Um, I assume he means the ex-player. Yeah, he does. He's on the coach. Yeah. So that, um, that's something that was bad. But is that, about. A, is, that a, is, that, is that a Jimmy Shan sort of move? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. So di- I think it's a good way of putting it, to be honest. Yeah. James Morrison isn't ready. Yeah. If you were to offer me Valerian Ishmael or James Morrison, I yeah. think, oh, you have to anyone, you know, if you were to offer that to anyone, I should say. I think you've got to choose Valerian Ishmael. It's it's yeah. too much of a gamble on yeah. on an inexperienced ex-pro. Why? Because he was quite good for us. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I, so, so, I love yeah. James Morrison as a player, but get real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit different. It's a park park that you go, okay, the, the bombing. In reality, who's out there? Where do you go? Now, I spoke to my brother about this briefly, and I said to him, I, said, I, said, I, said, I, I couldn't think of top without doing a bit of researching of available managers or whatever. I could, I put, we had an obviously joke the other night about Neil Warnock, um, and obviously, you know, I, I, you know, I think it'd be a great appointment for you. Um, but the, I thought, well, what would Albin do? I suppose they've done it a bit with Ishmael, but maybe not. Would they go the route of looking at the Cherry picking the better managers from the lower leagues and who's doing really well, go down that room. Then I thought, well, can I think of an example recently that 
that was a success. And the only one that came to mind that wasn't, actually wasn't a success was Nathan Jones at Stoke when they cherry picked him from Luton. Okay, yeah. And he, he was just out of his depth, lost the crowd, and has gone back to Luton. He's doing a great job. Um, yeah. So, look, as, and that sort of links back to the conversation around being right for the club, the right fit, etc. I think it was yourself that mentioned the Cowley brothers, who I've always been a big fan of. Yeah. Um, I, I like them, but again... They're not going to leave Portsmouth at the moment. Portsmouth, not Lincoln, so they're not Lincoln, yeah. Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah. You know, they've gone to a good thing down there, you know. I don't know. It's difficult, Kieran. I can't think of... I can't, you know... I'm, 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 I'm scraping the bowling. I'm thinking like ex-Walls managers, like bleeding Kenny Jackie, Paul Lambert, you know, and that sounds stupid, oh. but I, I can't think of who's available. I, I've, just, I've just looked and Portsmouth aren't actually going well, but then at the same time, why would we want the Cowley brothers then? I, I quite like the Cowleys. I've always kind of liked what they yeah, yeah. but they were another one who tried to make the step up, up to the championship and it didn't quite work out when they were at... Huddersfield, um, wasn't Huddersfield. it? Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, Lee Johnson's just been sacked. I don't want Lee Johnson in charge um, or Stree- Streaky Lee as he's known. Yeah, not for me. Um, Steve Bruce, I don't want him in charge. Darren Moore or Slavin Bilic. Now, the one the one thing I would say here is there seems to be a culture in uh, that that Chan Lai has shown in his time at the Hawthorns that you don't want to lose face, um, and I think maybe it comes from um, business being a businessman in the far east and this is this is a bit of a a, a very um sweeping statement i suppose but that's been widely reported that he didn't want to lose face that's why he, he didn't appoint wilder in the summer because wilder had spoken out against um the sheffield united owner while he was there and if that's the case then will he go back to someone he's already sacked probably not will he go back to billich no even if it might be the right fit and darren moore probably know as well so then, what what do you have to go off? And I think that's why names like James Morrison and Chris Brunt, that those two names were mentioned yeah, yeah. train station on the way back from Millwall the other night. Um, I think that's why those names get mentioned because basically there's nobody else. It, it, we really are scraping the barrel. Um, I mean, is there a manager in the championship that, that, of a team? The team of Bubby, well, obviously. Is there a of a team in the championship that's obviously maybe a bit lower than you, but you like the idea of the philosophy, the way they do things, doing a good job? Um, um, I don't mean Wayne Rooney, um, you know, <laughs> but, but, you know, that, that, that sort of thing. I'm, 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 I'm just, yeah. To be honest, Nathan Jones. Um, I, I, but as you just said, it didn't work out for him when he made that step up. So why would it work out when he makes that step yeah. again? Um, I think that, Mowbray's doing a great job, obviously in the top two, yeah. so he's not going to leave. Um, yeah. And I, I do really like Tony Mowbray. Middlesbrough have just appointed Wilder, who obviously is the man that that I I would have wanted. He was the man I wanted before we appointed Ishmael, and we had that conversation on the pod at length. Yeah, it's a struggle, isn't it, Kim? Russell Martin's kind of doing an okay job. Grant McCann's just been sacked from Hull. No, not really. There, there isn't anybody who I'm looking at and saying, yeah, I want them. So therefore, where do we go? And maybe, JB, that's why he's yeah. not been sacked. We're three days into a, a big break here. We've got 10 days off. And maybe that's yeah. why he's not gone. He might have been gone if they had a replacement lined up and they haven't got one because... It's not, it's not a thriving busy. market, is it? You know, no. team, team, teams that we've managed that are doing well are now locked in for the season because they want to see the job out. Yeah, the only managers technically available that are ones that are being sacked. Yeah, which Jamie um, also yeah exactly. Which is why when we appoint when we got rid of um, 
when we got rid of Darren Moore, all oh, names just come to mind actually. When we got rid of Darren Moore, that's why we were stuck with Jimmy Shan because we sacked him in March and there's nobody available. Yeah, yeah. Now again, to do with saving face and will we go back there? And it, it, you know, maybe the bridge was burned. Alex Neal, um, formerly of Preston mm. and Norwich, yeah. he's currently out of work. The one yeah. thing is he he interviewed for Albion only to sign a contract with Preston on improved terms. So I'm not sure that would be an, an um, not sure it would be a, a well-received appointment. Another one, maybe Derek McInnes. Um, some people are saying Enzo Maresca. I don't know what Enzo Maresca has done in his managerial career to warrant the Albion job. But then again, if we're saying James Morrison, um, I might put yeah. my thing because... The big thing is as well, Kieran, obviously, I know it's probably not mega, mega money, but as well, you have to think about the financial implications as well. You know, you've just shelled out mm-hmm. seven million on a striker. You're not you're not made of money. And, and to sack him on a four-year deal on him midway into his first year is going to cost when, you a bit we of paid, dollar. We paid two million to get him out of his Barnsley contract as well. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say, mate. You know, it, it's, so he's probably on decent wedge. You know, that, that he'll probably have a clause in there that, that you know, as managers do, if, if you get sacked early, as well as you pay out, you'll get something out. You know, it, it, there's financial implications as well. They have to think about that. Yeah. Um, and the reality is, it's not, you know, and this isn't me sticking for Ishmael either. You're not 17. It's not like, you know, yeah. there, there, is, there, there is a chance that a, a bit of a run together and you're back on the scene. That is a reality. And that yeah. might be where, where the, well, you know, listen, there'll have been meetings between the board and maybe the owner of Mishman. He might be selling his project to them again, just saying, look, you know, let me see it out. I'm a few wins away from this. You don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. But ultimately, mate, as you say, it's very toxic. It's a difficult atmosphere to work in. We've mentioned it numerous times in our January pods, but February is ridiculously huge. And yeah, very, very, I will be very, watching every game yeah. like a Hawkeye. Um, yeah, so big, big month coming up, big week potentially coming up, you know. Um, yeah, mate, it's um, yeah, massive. Yeah. So yeah, massive, just massive. just to go over those fixtures, which Valerian Ishmael may or may not be in charge for, Sheffield United away, Blackburn at home, Luton away, Middlesbrough away, Swansea at home. That's our, that's our February, and that is terrifying with the former currently in. So, yeah, big month ahead. I... I, again, it'd be box office. <laughs> it'd be really interesting. I if I will get behind Valerian Ismail if he stays, but I would like the club to confirm one way or the other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. currently in, in limbo. And there'll be a lot of Albion fans won't um, entertain him staying. And that's why I talk about the, the position being untenable. But I, as I've said time and time again, there's a lot there that I like with Valerian Ismail. I think there's things... Sometimes that... a statement of a vote of confidence can almost go the wrong way. Yeah. They'll can't. Because fans then yeah. go, oh, fuck's sake. And, 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 then, then, and yeah, then they go into, into the ground in minute one. They're on his back before you've even kicked a ball because yeah. you have that vital yeah. confidence. So it can work both ways. I kind of yeah. understand the club's silence in a way, to be honest. Yeah, very true, actually. Very true. Yeah, maybe it's better just saying nothing, not addressing yeah. it. Um, taking something from the... You imagine if they release a statement tonight saying we're backing him, he's got his job till the end of the season. Imagine, imagine what, what... I know you're saying you're backing, but... Listening to no, I'd, be, I'd be in the minority. Yeah, I'd be in the yeah. minority. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So the I mean, it's been widely reported that I mean now we we really are scraping the barrel thinking he might stay because I think I do think he's gonna go. Yeah, it's yeah. been widely reported there are there have been meetings taking place. Um I think uh, John Percy at the Telegraph has reported that it's his job's under threat. And if Percy's writing it, 
yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, there you go. I, I like I said though, I don't know where we go from here. Last word on this, JB, and the Albion. Are, the problems don't stop with Valerian Ishmael. The reason this hasn't worked for Valerian Ishmael is partly down to Valerian Ishmael, huge part down to Valerian Ishmael, and partly the state Albion find themselves in. This yeah. is not just a Valerian Ishmael problem. Um, playing staff need to look at themselves and think. And I touched on this again, Kieran. I said, I think we, I think at the time you went, oh, no, no, no. you know, about the, no, sorry, about the players, about the playing, about the players. I'm yeah. saying that, are the players not playing for the manager? Are they not buying into his philosophy uh, anymore? Are they, are they no, giving think, up something going on behind right, the scenes? And yeah. I said that about back in December, and, and I think at the time you're like, no, no I don't no, think I so. Hold, I hold my hands up. It looks to me now, JB, that, that you, you're dead right. They, they've stopped playing for him. I don't know if they had at the time, but maybe yeah, across yeah. the players, they didn't get what was being asked of them. Sure. You watch that Preston performance or the Millwall performance, yeah. and you've got to say, well, it looks like... I watched like Dan Garner fun. come on against Millwall, and he looked like he couldn't be... Couldn't, he looked like... He might as well have been wearing flip flops for me. He struggled. He struggled. He always struggled yeah. on the bench. Dean Garner. Uh, I mean, he played well against Peter before. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, if, if I'm honest, I think Dean Garner just needs to be in a possession based side. I think he's wasted in the anyway. Yeah, right, yeah, we yeah. Can talk all night about the pros. Yeah, I know. I know, mate. I know, but yeah, I know. the problems don't stop with Valerian Ishmael. There are yeah. big problems at board level. There's big problems on the pitch, and there are big problems in the stands as well. It's gonna it's gonna be a very toxic place, no matter what transpires over the next month or so. February's yeah. massive. If we can if we can get somebody in, and this never seems to happen to the Albion, but if we could get somebody in and go on that mad run that's, that a team always does, to be fair, yeah. someone always does from the Championship, if that could be us this season under the new manager, then fair enough. But I think that I, I think they'll give him till, I think they'll give him the Sheffield United game. I think if he loses that, I think he'll be released with immediate effect the following morning or on the same night, and then there'll be a temporary caretaker manager in for the Blackburn game. And they yeah. look to a point after that. That's my mini prediction. Okay. Well, yeah. After that, if you lose, if you lose, that is, I said. Yeah. After the Sheffield United game, we don't play again to the following Monday. So Monday, yeah, which gives them a little bit of time. Possible, right, JB? Very quickly, let's revisit. Yeah. Our, I feel like we spoke for about three hours tonight. This I know. Yeah, the long episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna really kick myself considering it's a semi-local team. Yeah. There's one more team that has an X in their name. I've got Exeter. I've got Oxford. I've got... Um, who are the other two I've got? Halifax. Halifax. And Wrexham. And Wrexham. Who am I missing, JB? Crew Alexandra. Crew Alexandra. Oh, my God. <laughs> of course. Ah, that's, a, that's such a trick. Oh, that's a great yeah. question. That's yeah. a great question because... <laughs> I, I even said they're going to have a unique suffix. Well, they're the only yeah, team. Yeah, you did. You called. That's why I said it. As soon as you said yeah. it, I said, like, as, soon as, you, as soon as you said they're going to have a unique suffix, I was like, he's going to get that. It's not United, not City, not Town, not whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're dead right, <laughs> you dead right. I should have got that. Oh, easy well, easy that was... to say when you've got the answers in front of you. I know, I know, I know. Easy. I'm going to kick myself for that easy one, I am going to kick myself. <laughs> so the only thing left to do, JB, is very, very briefly talk about uh, Wolves in the FA Cup this weekend. We are going to record um, after the Sheffield United game. I don't even think there's any point Albion, uh, sorry, a preview in the Albion game because um, A, it's a week away. We might have a different manager and B, we'll record after that game and preview the Luton game. But JB, talk to me very quickly about Wolves in the FA Cup this weekend. Yeah, a good chance for us to progress, mate. Um, like I said, we, we got the result um, against uh, Sheffield United a couple of weeks ago, which was a, a nice, confident performance, a couple of good, good performances uh, in that game. 
Um, perfect draw, really. Full house at Molyneux. They've reopened the temporary stands. There's going to be 32,000, 33,000 there. Um, sold out um, uh, already. So Sunday afternoon, um, the, 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 the pat the place out. We're, we're, we're home against a team that we should be beating. I think he'll go full strength. He's made it clear that he wants to do well in this cup. Um, and it's a perfect opportunity for us to really progress, mate. You know, if, if we get a, a lucky draw, again, maybe avoid a couple of the big guns, maybe a couple of the big guns get drawn together in the next round. You, you never know. Next thing you know, in the quarterfinal, it's anyone's game. When we played United Liverpool that year, when, when we reached the semis. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, conf- I'm confident. I, I really think he'll, we've had a, a big break. Everyone's refreshed. I think he'll get full strength in preparation for the game on... I'm going to say Wednesday or Thursday. I can't think whether it's Wednesday it's or Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, against Arsenal. Yeah. Against Arsenal. Because, um, again, that's a four-day break. And, and we we turn around games in two, three days and play the same 11. So, I'm confident he'll get full strength for, for that and the Arsenal game. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for a nice Sunday afternoon 2-0 win against Norwich. Interesting. I think you'll win this as well. I think you will... Um not breeze through it but I think you'll have too much for Norwich probably does you a favour that they're right back in the hunt for survival because their priority is not going to be the FA Cup they might play a full strength side but you know they've got bigger fish to fry JB I'm going to go for a 1-0 Wolves win in that one yeah good man good man have you done your prediction already JB did I just for the Wolves yeah yeah just said 2-0 2-0 I uh yeah, I'll forgive I mean, you, mate. You're not my, feeling my too great. On, yeah, my, my mind's still on Valerian Ishmael, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, Davey, anything to add before we sign off? No, mate. Like I said, I know we're recording and we're not going to prove the Sheffield United game, um, but I'll just put my Tuppence worth in quickly. I think that'll be the end of Ishmael's reign. I, th- I think you'll lose. I think you'll lose 2 0. Um, I think Sheffield United are bang up for it. They're right back in the hunt. They know if they win the games in hands, they're right on your tailcoats. And I think it'll be a very similar sort of QPR style game where they knew. If they won, they'd be on your tail coat as well, and it's turned the other way. I think they'll have too much for you. And I think by the time we talk on Thursday evening next week, um, I think we'll we'll be having a very different dynamic to to, to the to the pod indeed. Perhaps, perhaps I am not even going to bother predicting it because I don't know who's going to be in charge you. and I don't know who's going to play. Um, yeah, but obviously Andy Carroll is going to score because oh yeah, of course he's mate. Uh, of course yeah. he's mate. Sam, <laughs> all that. Um, okay, JB, thank you very much. And thank Thanks, you for mate. listening at home. This has been a long old episode. There was a lot to rant about and ramble about on Valerian Ishmael <laughs> and Wolves transfer dealings as well in that first half of the pod. Yeah, yeah, sure. The first half in the pod, it, it didn't quite feel even this week, did it, JB? Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, you can find us on Twitter at BCRPod. Please do tweet us. Um, let us know if you did better than I with the football trivia. And also let us know your predictions for... Um, the Wolves Norwich game too. Any questions that you would like us to answer either on the pod next time we record or over um, Twitter, feel free to contact us at BCR pod. JB, it's been a pleasure. Pleasure as always, my man. Look after yourself. Get better soon. You too, buddy. Catch you next time.